we're live, we're here. Oh my goodness, this is exciting. It's only the blinking 200th episode of Rail Natter. <laughs> Woo. Uh, wait a minute, uh, there's, 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 things, there's things we need to do here, which are, for example, are... Uh, thinking thinking hard about the way that we're going to um, uh, celebrate this, which is... Loudly, apparently. <laughs> Good grief. Uh, yeah, also also we can do things like, uh, I don't know, for example, we can, we can get very excited by um, uh, playing the Game of Horns. Episode 200. Uh, what else? What other things can we do? Uh... We can we can talk about how um, how how funny you know how how funny in fact you know what let's just it's not funny let's let's just talk about um, uh, all of my bad jokes over the last two hundred episodes. Anyway, right, enough of that because because we have got some things to talk about. Um, we're what what we do? Yes, it's it's episode two hundred. It's the 200th Rail Natter episode. Holy cow. How did we get here? I, I don't know. It's quite incredible. Um, there, there's some fun stuff we're going to be doing tonight. Um, I'm very excited. Um, yeah, we're nearly at four years. Good grief. Yeah, 200 episodes. We are nearly at four years. We're going to be doing something different for the four-year anniversary. That's 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 for the future. We'll, we'll get there. But uh, today, uh, we are going to be looking at um, every episode we've done since episode 100. So we're going to be looking at the last 100 episodes. We're going to be going for... Uh, do the game... People want the game horns again. Uh, yeah, okay, I can do the game horns again. Wait a minute, let me just uh, get my slider ready. Ready, steady. It's episode 200! Yeah! Woo, woo, woo! There we are. Done the game horns. Nice. Um, anyway. <laughs> oh, no, there's, there's another way we can celebrate. There we go. Episode 200. Uh, handles with us. Anyway. Sorry, let's not let's not continue to mash on the very limited um, list of uh, <laughs> nonsense I've got going on here. Right, focus. We're going to go through all the episodes, and rather than going through them in order, we're going to kind of group them so we can think about some of the, you know, actually try and learn some of the lessons. So this isn't just going to be a generic whiz through of each episode. We're going to kind of group the episodes into 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 kind of where we've learned lessons, things we've done, you know, look at kind of, and kind of see see what we can learn. So this this is actually going to be a more useful episode. If you've not ever read listened to Rail Natter before or watched Rail Natter, this episode might be quite useful for you. Um, in the meantime. <laughs> Uh, I'm having a bit too fun with the soundboard. I wish it was a soundboard rather than me opening a folder with a load of WAV files in it, hence the slight delay. Anyway, right. Uh, enough of that. Um, right. Yes. Everyone. Um, Welcome. Welcome to tonight's, tonight's Rail Matter. City 225 fades away. Yeah, it's just a, a brief, gentle reminder of uh, of what, uh, what what kicked this all off back back in back in March 2020 when I'd, I'd kind of I'd been doing what well, I've been doing. I, I think we talked about this before. You know, I've been doing um, some Periscope 
sessions, Q&A sessions, and I'd been enjoying them. They were good fun. I really enjoyed them. And I thought, yeah, maybe I could make this a, a bit of a regular thing. We can all, you know, a few of us, a few of the re- usual suspects on Twitter and a few others can can kind of have a chat about, about transport stuff. And uh, and it's grown from there. It's grown massively. And, you know, obviously I, I thought, well, okay. Well, f- f- so so back then, the reason, part of the reason it grew is because we kicked off this this weekly Q&A session that, that pretty rapidly stopped being um, uh, <laughs> pretty rapidly stopped being Q&A session, started being Q&A plus all sorts of nonsense um, with guests joining us and all sorts of good fun. And, and, and um, uh, you know, and we're now at the point where, where we have, you know, in, indeed, you know, uh, episode 100, we went through the previous 100 episodes and I think we just ran through them in, in order. And, you know, that was it's still fun, but possibly not as useful as tonight. I, I made a point of this being a much more useful episode as a bit of a celebration. But now we have, you know, so so we went through all that, but now we, we jump forwards. And, and so let's start. Let's get cracking. We've got an hour to get through all this and, and some, some surprises towards the end. Um, I didn't pour myself a drink. I actually just have some water because uh, it's important to stay hydrated. Mm. I drank quite a bit of sherry in a preceding episode. I think possibly the Hyperloop episode gave myself a headache. My alcohol tolerance is low. In any case, um, what what were the, some of the things we had to do? Indeed, let's get my let's 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 first of all say hello. Look, look, it's me. I'm in I'm in the merch. Uh, we've got this sorted. All right, it's the merchandise. Um, uh, actually, you know what? Let's let's go let's go let's go desk cam here because it's it's, it's, it's desk cam. Oh, I just broke it off the thing. But that's fine because I'm going to use this later. Look, it's 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 uh, hello. It's desk it's desk cam. <laughs> And, and yeah, it's the it's the rail ladder, not a metro sorter. I cannot drive this like this. There, there, it's facing me. We've got it sorted. Um, just, just escape rapidly, escape from this, uh, from from this to to this, where it's much more stable. Uh, we'll, we'll be using that camera later. <laughs> just stay there, camera. Uh, it's 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 over there now. It's just kind of just my hand. Hello everyone right enough of that so uh, what what did we have to do we're going to go through various groupings and we're going to start with the, the big depressing stuff and try and move towards some fun so we're going to we're going to have our vegetables first and then move towards uh, pudding towards the end so let's put this relegate me to the top corner and say what, what were we doing well first of all we had to chew through you know throughout this last hundred episodes so so since episode 200 we had to chew episode 100 rather we had to chew through successive bad uk policy choices it's quite funny looking at at these kind of big uh, policy choices and, and kind of what what they look like and, and how how they got increasingly uh, dramatically worse over time. Uh, it's, it's pretty painful. So, you know, back in episode 101, uh, we had Jen Williams on, uh, wondering whether the government would get away with the rail betrayal. Well, this seems like somewhat of a trite, um, um, seems like somewhat of a trite episode, uh, or, or a futile episode, actually. Futile is a better word, a bit of a futile episode, given what happened later um so there's that uh, episode 126 then we, we looked at the the, you know, the transport select committee's integrated rail re- plan report so that was the you know this after the session i'd attended uh, the report that came off that um we the, you know that was that was then that was 126 episode 170 we then looked at what went wrong at national college for high-speed rail and that tied into some of these broader policy pictures but interestingly it tapped into some of the other domains so it tapped into bays and it tapped into dfe um and, and kind of looked at the at the, at the impact there Episode 173. Hello, everyone. By the way, who's in who's in the chat? It's absolutely lovely to have lots of friendly, familiar faces uh, in the chat. Um, very, very good to have you all. We'll 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 you know do chat your questions. Remember to at me in, and and you can shout all sorts of nice things. Uh, say hi to each other as well. There's some friends in this chat that I dare say might be friends because of Railnet, which is lovely. Episode 173. We talked about bad policy choices. We got to to the fact that the, 
the government decided it was going to close most ticket offices and stations, which obviously was baffling. And, and is, I mean, they've U-turned on it publicly, but they're still trying to do it in the behind the scenes. And some of the reforms to Great British Rail and the creation of Great British Railways intend to allow this to happen more easily. So we have to be very wary of some of the uh, some of these changes coming up. Episode 185, we had Dr. Alex Chapman talking about, you know, talking about bad policy. We talked about aviation policy and the fact that, you know, the government's been chucking a bung after bung after bung towards the aviation industry, despite the fact that it's essentially in steep decline and 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 doesn't do any things. And this is where, you know, that some of the kind of the talk about cornerstone um, episodes. I think that was a really important episode. This this episode 185 really cornerstone episode because we you know, we looked at the fact that um, UK tourism policy to, uh, intends to promote domestic holiday making. Uh, okay, so all this stuff, you know, holiday making, UK climate policy promoting emissions reduction, UK economic policy promoting regional regeneration, UK political consensus is for economic independence and strength. And so if all four of these metrics, so better, more tourism, better climate policy, uh, less, less fewer emissions, um, uh, regional regeneration and economic independence and strength and aviation makes every single one of these worse. So yeah, that was a really good episode. So if you've not watched that one, it's well worth going in and um, uh, and uh, kind of chewing through the data on that one. Uh, Thomas saying, uh, "Listen to me speaking at two times speed is hilarious." I already speak quickly, so it's probably a fairly baffling uh, way to watch. Episode one hundred eighty-seven. That's right. What feels like not that. In terms of episodes, uh, we went from episode one hundred and one to episode one hundred eighty-seven. Uh, HS two has been cancelled, so we were doing really well. So the IRP was not the low the low watermark uh, at this point um uh, and we did that that was a, that was a traditional q a which was nice wasn't it um and then 194 we were then looking at the the, the passenger rail usage data that that count completely counters what government's been coming up with and, and understanding what those ramifications were so and, and then of course we we kind of more most recently we got angry about the uk plan for drivers and this strange uh, indeed there's some news out today about the fact that this this is you know some some surprise pundits going, oh my god, the the Tories are relying on conspiratorialism and 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 you know uh, basically anti-Semitic tropes to define transport policy. And it's like no, they've been saying they said this at the Conservative Party conference. They were they were explicit about it then. They're not they're not playing clever games. They're just they're just reasonably unintelligent people who are in charge of the country right now. Um, and and this this document. So the the news was that the, the, this plan for drivers and a lot of this stuff, apart from being general electioneering and port barrel politics, is is coming out of a genuine ignorance and a genuine conspiratorialism at the at the heart of the current um, conservative administration. There's a lot of other stuff that happened that we had to think about. We were so so th those are the you know the big policy areas that we were chewing through. But then there's lots of smaller things that we went through in our news episodes. And I'm not going to fly through. Obviously, we, we, there there are a few news episodes that we went through. And I'm not going to go through each in, 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 in kind of pick out detail in every single one. But there's a few news news episodes that had particular things that were interesting to look at. So episode 102. So barely into the into our second century of episodes, and it was a hyperloop episode because uh, version hyperloop had been converted into uh, a, a DP world had just bought them and said we're not going to do passengers we're just thinking about freight now lol um, indeed yes version Hyperloop here um, uh, basically carrying over that was the fun news article in that one if you remember that was way back a long time ago and we jump forward to episode 109 the the, um, the, the treasury uh, minting an NFT uh, which is very funny of course uh, that never went anywhere um, and, and within that was was the fact that you know what was that barely you know weeks after the IRP had been introduced uh, had been published, they, it was lots of it was wrong. Uh, again, 
funny to look back on this you know how futile all that was given all that's been completely shredded by government's recent changes so quite something of course we had episode 127 we had you know the, these uh, rabbit ears unofficial strikes um which was nonsense um but within that a bit of a reminder of the fact that britain was on fire at this point you know, literally you know this, this, this these images will stick with me for a long time um uh which are just suburbs in in britain London suburbs just burning, just spontaneously burning down. Just, um, yeah, pretty shocking scenes. And it's amazing how much we seem to have just forgotten about that. The government has just sort of shrugged its shoulder and said, well, this is just the cost of us doing what we want to do. Uh, quite remarkable. The episode isn't this, this, this bit's fun. Episode 131, new government. What, who was that? That's right. It was Liz Truss. I'm here. To say to be angry about pork markets, uh, and indeed she was, and she lasted for what, like fifty days, if that, not not very long. Uh, then she was off, created a mess, which is then fun because what was that? Episode one hundred thirty-one, she she arrived. Uh, episode one hundred forty-one, uh, she was gone, and there was a new emergency budget to fix everything. They'd they'd to the point where there was an actual document published to say we're reversing all of this stuff, which is hugely entertaining to me. Um, so people are asking, were these pendolinos supposed to be air quotes? Um, well, they kind of look like air quotes, don't they? No, that's just a fun picture. But yeah, I suppose they do kind of look like air quotes. Um, if we jump forward to just two episodes later, we had, um, and not, not for the last time, we had a bit of a view of, of Amtrak Joe, uh, now, now Genocide Joe, uh, letting the side down somewhat uh, by using executive legislation to strike break what what could have been a critical strike for actually fixing some of the problems on the US railroad. Um, actually, he broke the strike, and as a result of that, we did not see the, the level of action, the level of response from the rail industry. In fact, we just saw complete apathy from, from the, 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 the class ones in, in the face of the strikers. So it's a really bad, generally pretty bad news, although there were some concessions to the to the workers but you know that was that was a canary in the coal mine i dare say for what what we subsequently saw biden uh do within that though there was an interesting thing because we started to get a a sense of who mark harper is and we had um with some of these lines a better sense of balance we want to see investment in roads a more sustainable footing for rail which means reduction in funding uh, all this stuff that we needed to start paying close attention to. Episode 150, Bonnie Price joined us for a news episode, and things were just going great. And what was one of the key things? Um, we looked at some of the... So, actually, Greg Marsden had just had his um, Freedom of Information request uh, granted on... Uh, we need to get Greg on to talk about this, actually, on, on the assumptions about future traffic levels and how those have influenced the, the decarbonising transport kind of plans um, poorly is how I describe that. Uh, and we were talking about GBR and some of the negative ramifications. One of the funny things was all the fuss being made about, and we've been following this through news episodes, was the fuss being made about the headquarters of, of GBR. And, of course, it won't be, and it certainly is not currently uh, in Derby. Um, and then other stuff. What other news? We had the Tesla news episode, episode 168, uh, sorry, about the fact that you know the Tesla had been over-promising and it was starting to cause them some legal headaches. Uh, but within that, within that episode, was a rather significant milestone of the official cancellation of platforms 15 and 16 through Manchester Piccadilly and the um, upgrades to uh, uh, to uh, Oxford through, through kind of through Oxford Road and the General Castlefield Corridor. The the the, 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 the 
I've said Castleford there, haven't I? I must as a mistake made in the original, but that's not Castleford. That's a TRU project that, I, that I've been working on, the Castlefield corridor there. There we are. Let's just fix that. Now. Um, yes, uh, other news episodes. Episode 175. Uh, we had fun with Dave Grohl taking the train. What was the story in that? It was um, another. We're talking about canaries in the coal mine. Uh, it was the departure of Mark Thurston, presumably seeing which way the wind was blowing and deciding to get out before this project got severely kneecapped. Uh, some pretty painful um, uh, premonitions, I would imagine, uh, from, from Thurston there. And then, of course, episode 189. So that, you know, that episode 175, Thurston's off. 189, Sunak cancels HS2 and introduces this wonderful plan for drivers that we then looked through. Um, so that was the news and all the various painful things. And of course, within that, we were looking at news episodes. We look at economics. We look at fun stuff that's adjacent to, to transport and key important stuff. And then indeed, I've got a little pile of new stuff that I'm sure we'll be looking at next episode. But on top of that, we so, so we you know we go through, look at big bad policy decisions. We look at the news and stuff going on. Some of it positive. I try and balance some of the negative stuff with with various positive things. But I, I, you know, this is not this is not a, a happy clappy podcast it's a it's a realistic podcast we, we look at the realities and we attempt to to kind of look at, at ways to solve those realities and one of the things to do relate to that is to think about what the future of britain's railways is what what are the railways for what should they look like how should they be structured and we started with episode 112 which was a well, i think a reasonably positive if if mildly skeptical look at um a network rails modular design for small and medium stations i still like this i still want this to su succeed we need to get frank on to talk about this and other things and see what the, the smashing of network rail uh sub since this episode uh, has meant for some of these schemes and whether they've been put on the back burner which i, I really hope not um uh we shall see but that was uh, that was uh, i enjoyed that episode you know and we looked at some of these stations i, I thought this was a positive episode and I, I, i'm keen for some of this stuff to continue you know, I've, I've attempted through my day job to try and um think you know, forward plan with some of this stuff and, and what stations might look like. And I've used some of these graphics in, in, in some of my proposals. Um, fairly soon after that, we were looking at branding and what branding Britain's Railways should have. Um, I'm sure we'll revisit this this kind of self-contained series of, so just what X should Britain's Railways have anyway? Um, but the key output from that was, and it was kind of related to the previous episode in actual fact, in fact, it was related to conversations I'd had with the team who were de dealing with the the, the homogenisation of, of of the of the the English at least railway estate, and they were looking at Wales and Scotland, uh, and I pointed out that multimodal integration, which in a way is includes kind of devolved power, must beat unimodal uniformity. So, unimodal uniformity is important, but it's less important than multimodal integration. Public transport modes should matter less than public transport as a as a, a uniform system and um, we'll come to a cornerstone episode that relates to this later on so that, that was a key bit of learning from that you know, we, we looked at labor's plans which have I have to say continued to be watered down since this episode but there are still uh, you know there's a lot of pushing on buses louise is still pretty vigorously passionate about buses and about fix she, she continues to be very passionate about fixing the railway we have even if some of those pressures about what what the railway might look like in terms of its changes to that railway network are are mostly driven by reefs so the, the, uh, there is some minor optimism there even if i would not necessarily advocate voting for labor in the next general election but that's another story um uh, we are likely to see a labor government and i i shall certainly be pleased to work with a new administration um on on shaping transport for the better in any case um that was episode 134 on, on a similar theme, we had Tom Haynes-Doran joining us um, 
to talk about... Uh, hello, Tom, by the way, if, just in case you are watching. You, you, you might well be. Um, we had... Yeah, Tom, Tom's joining us. Uh, to talk about how to fix Britain's broken railways, and there, there, there are some things in there that, that uh, you know, there is some some conflicts on on. You know, I did it wasn't a complete hundred percent alignment on on what our views, you know, what my views, what perhaps Rail Natter's views are versus Tom's. But certainly, Tom sees a lot of the problems, and and, and it's a very compelling. He makes very compelling arguments about some of those challenges. And certainly, we align on the need for there to be, um, you know, just a, an ejection by and large, of, of, of substantial sections of pointless private sector involvement uh, that, that slow down change, that uh, limit growth, um, and that, that, that most of all uh, create unnecessary complexity for the, for the industry, for its staff, and for passengers, and freight users, critically. Um, a different Tom, yes. No, I, 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 hello, other Tom, who's also in the chat. There, there are many Toms um, watching and listening. Um, just there are many Gareths, strange enough. You know, we have we have multiple Gareths in the Patreon. Let alone, and it's not just me using a, a pseudonym or a, a different last name. Anyway, episode 190, 30 years of privatization. What should happen next was a very recent episode. Hopefully, a good one. And we we looked at some of the things that need to happen. You know, we looked at you know the fact that we should set the structure, set the mission, set the timeline, set the funding, and step out of the way. Indeed, I, I've kind of slightly changed my mind on this one because, well, not changed my mind, but I, I think. Quite logically, you might say, well, this this is pragmatic because actually the, the, the reality is the first thing we can do is set the structure. In an ideal world, you'd set the mission first. You know, you'd set the mission, you'd set the timeline, then you'd set the structure, then you'd set the funding. But I, I suppose from a pragmatic perspective, actually, this, you know, we have to consider we have an existing railway that needs structural change. So the reason why I put the structure first is because that is critical for us to at least get day-to-day -day running of the railway fixed. So I stand by this order for Britain, Britain's railways in, in practical terms. In an idealised sense, you'd, just, you'd set the mission first. Um, I do think setting the mission first is critical. But to be honest, you know, there's such a va vacuum of leadership that the structure is really important because that eliminates, that's the quickest thing we can do. Um, uh, you know, and it eliminates a lot of uncertainty in the industry. So episode 198, very getting very close now, back into, into our very recent festive episodes. Of course, that was, I'm not going to dwell on this because we did it very recently. Um, it's a fun episode. Uh, a few people having their minds changed having watched this, which is nice. Um, I think a few drivers who'd, who'd been watching, a few staff members who'd been watching kind of realised the angle that I was taking on, on making this, this this case and the fact that I didn't feel like there should be a mandatory running of services uh, on uh, over the holiday season or certainly on Christmas Day, but that it should certainly come from a voluntary basis. And, and we looked at two questions really, you know, should we run a better rail service over the holiday season and should we concentrate all of our major works on the Christmas blockade? So yeah, some, some really good, uh, some fun discussions in the episode. So I very much enjoyed, um, uh, very, very much enjoyed uh uh, kind of that episode and the discussions that followed. Uh, we suggested, so, so, you know, those those were, were, you know, looking at the railway, but you can't really do much of that without solving bigger problems in, in the UK and indeed further afield. So what did we look at? Well, we had John Stone joining us for episode 105, which which is, you know, an absolute, you know, key message of, of the Rail Natter Manifesto. You know, the UK must decentralise power to make public transport better. It's it's, it's key. We, we we cannot do it without this. We we absolutely cannot. We cannot create the railway system or the transport system or frankly the society at large that we want without decentralising significant power away from Westminster. Um, and indeed from Whitehall. And kind of off the back of that, you know, kind of jumping, you know, sidestepping some of the the, 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 the solutions for one minute is, is, is 
how to it is indeed we, we chat to Harry, an inspirational young man, and, and about how to get involved and stay involved with with, with transport policy and with, with how to you know how to get excited at a very young age, but how to get get involved, how to how to do some of this stuff. And Harry, I'm pleased to say, is still <clears throat> very much banging the drum, getting involved behind the scenes and publicly on 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 various bits and pieces. So yeah, Harry, that was back on uh, episode 107. It'll be fun to check in with Harry again in the future. Actually, there are some projects that, that, that I instigated off the back of this episode that have trundled on slowly, mostly because of me, but um, that I think will form bits of episodes in the future, which will be fun. Um, hello, Will. I think you were in the chat. Um, episode 144, we're talking about big rail natter manifesto items. What's number one? Well, it's abolishment of the Treasury, of course. And uh, it's not just me saying this. Stan Westlake, who's uh, exec- chief exec of the of the Royal Statistical Association, I believe, if I've got that correct, um, agrees. And he spoke about why he agrees and why we should do this stuff. But we did. We're not just talking about the UK or G- GB. We're talking about bigger picture stuff. And we had John Worth over to talk about the problems with the wider European railway system and, and, so, and kind of what John has, has referred to as the implementation gap. You know this gap of of how do we implement the, the solutions? You know, plenty of of studies talking about what those solutions are, but how do we implement them? And that was a very interesting episode. And I think there are parallels at a national level, but certainly that that integration question is 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 always an eternal challenge. You know, getting the balance right between uh, devolution and centralization key key challenge here. Jamie Potts is asking when I'm going to be made leader of uh, BR2. Uh, uh, probably never. I, I upset too many people. Although you know, uh, there yeah, I I don't know whether. I have the most power at, at the sidelines, making suggestions free from the. I don't say the politics free from the the um, the restrictions of becoming a civil servant. Um, I I don't know who knows. I mean, obviously, it's it's very inflated of my ego to suggest I would ever be anywhere near um, taking on such a role. But uh, never say never. There's there's certain high up railway industry positions that I don't think are necessarily entirely out of my reach at this point. Uh, who knows? Well, that'd be exciting, wouldn't it? I wonder if it'd still do rail matter as the leader of uh, as, as the as the uh, chair of the, um, the the British Railways Board. That'd be fun, wouldn't it? Anyway, jokes, jokes, jokes. I'm obviously, I mean, you know, have high aspirations, folks. But I would I would love to get involved in in have a deeper hand in, in, in influencing this stuff but is it sometimes useful to be at the sidelines and, and, and kind of postulate it on, and, and pull the Overton window in the right direction rather than necessarily kind of having to deal with with some of those more difficult practical realities um, uh, uh, kind of the, the the messy neoliberal realities that we still have to live within um, until of course we abolish the treasury. Episode 188 was, was a key one and unfortunately the organ, what is it, Britain Remade has turned out to be you know, they, what were they sharing recently that was just absolute... Well, they're sharing some slightly dubious tax stuff, and then more recently than that, they've been sharing stuff... Was it related to, like, driverless cars or... Uh, like, uh, anyway. Uh, in any case, uh, depressingly, Britain Remade ended up being exactly what I thought, which is basically some sort of centre-right think tanky guys. And they keep missing the point on, on costs of infrastructure and, and absolutely missing the solutions as, as well. Not entirely, but for the most part... I'm not saying their work is pointless, but it's it's just it's frustratingly off the mark in, in a few ways. So we had a look at what the problems were, you know, what the key issues were. You know, why is UK infrastructure so slow and costly to build? And kind of some of the things we looked at: you know, lack of political commitment, you know, over overburdened scope, industry and delivery body structure. But but the key one is is of course you know just reiterating this point. It wasn't that long ago that we did this episode. The entire UK economy is built on rentier extraction. So why are we surprised that our costs are so much higher? 
It's just an absolutely fundamental point is, is our entire economy is deliberately as fractured and atomized as possible to attempt to create that value because people who've created our society in that the neoliberal doctrine is that that is a good thing for the economy because all the interfaces, all the messy interfaces somehow create value, whether that's tax extraction or whether it's uh, you know economic uh, kind of uh, activity, that mess creates value. But that, that mess inherently, as we've said, gets in the way of actually delivering physical stuff, whether it's services or infrastructure. Um, so, you know, the reason that everything takes so long, the reason that it costs so much is because that's the way our economy is set up. And you can't solve that problem. You can't really. It was a fantastic episode with another Gareth, Dr. Gareth Fern, Trash Future episode, um, talking about the planning system and, 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 and kind of dips into some of this stuff. So well worth uh, well worth a listen to that, actually. Um, and that's some of the other stuff we did. We reminded ourselves what all of this is really about. So, you know, and amongst all these, you know, how do we fix the railways? How do we fix the bigger picture stuff? You know, it's important to remind ourselves, well, why, are we, why, why do we need to fix it? Why can't we just kind of not worry about things? Um, so we started, you know, fairly early on in our century, second century, with episode 103, uh, was, uh, was a page turned through Network Rail's third climate adaptation report, which very neatly, if I re- a, a, a document that I refer to in lectures and, 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 and to students and say they should absolutely, in fact, to all engineers to say they should, you, and in fact, everyone watching, you should have this downloaded and pay very close attention um, uh, to, to what this document says, because it talks about the pressures, the physical pressures of, of, of by and large, resilience on the rail network, you know, the rail network, how, the extent to which the rail network is going to be knackered by climate change and how we respond to it. But it's not just about resilience. We need to expand because we have to also deal with, 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 with you know, that, that, you know, this is reactive, but we also have to be proactive, and proactivity means more public transport. And so we looked at the TUC report about about how much more public transport we need. It's a, a good page turn. Um, uh, it was a really interesting one, and I refer back to this quite regularly. So, you know, really another, I would argue, probably a cornerstone episode because it really put 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 evidence, but put further evidence behind some of my claims about, you know, us needing to, well, indeed, it, it was more aggressive than what I previously been, before this, had been saying, you know, double rail capacity by the middle of this century. Well, actually, we need to double rail capacity by the middle of the 2030s, which is a lot sooner than the than 2050s. So, a uh, good episode. Thea Rio-Francos joined us for an excellent episode on, you know, one of a number of episodes of looking at the challenges of, you know, some of the pitfalls that we see ahead of us in terms of, um, climate change and the response to climate change and the intersectionality of climate change with with climate justice and with social justice and with essentially what I could just what could be described as neo-colonialism you know tech techno-colonialism that's happening as a result of the, the global north assets you know basically resource stripping the planet to continue to live how it how it does and we can't continue to live the way we do this is why I fight back on the idea that EVs are the solution despite that being the view of large swathes of, of of society not just government but you know uh lots of people within you know within consultancy within uh within the technocratic kind of function of the country that believe that, that actually evs just swapped out will solve the problem well they won't and certainly not the way that evs look right now you know certainly not with you know, uh, wank panzers being the primary mode of, of transport. So Thea took us through this in, in great detail, showed us some of the impacts, talked about the solutions as well. This was, it wasn't just a problems episode, it was a solutions episode. Yeah, episode 169, really fantastic episode, that one. And, and then again, Juliet Phillips um, in episode 172 looked at some of the hype and issues around alternative energy sources and hydrogen. You know, our first guest episode with Mike Muldoon, um, uh, incidentally now my business development director uh, for the company I work for. Uh, hi, Mike. 
Um, you know, we we talked about hydrogen trains then when Mike was working for Alston, but now hydrogen is. You know, we need to be very wary of the hydrogen hype, and this is a good a good thing. You know, skepticism on any alternative energy source, and to to some extent, we need to think about this in relation to batteries as well. But certainly, hydrogen is is I I, I haven't moved my position so much as um, uh, narrowed my skepticism. Uh, let's say. Um, uh, in that you know the, the I, I, you know, Mike was pretty open in the first epi- first guest episode actually that, that, that this is this is a you know the government has asked the question and also at the time we're providing a solution but but it's the wrong solution and I, I think um, this yeah episode one seventy two is a really good example it was a case study in an adjacent sector so we were looking at housing but it just showed how that has now manifested um, and uh, you know in, in in the housing sector so that you know they're a bit ahead of us on, on on defining some of this stuff they've actually said you know even this government has re- has acknowledged you know you know hydrogen isn't isn't the answer for heating homes and and you know the railways are way behind on that and we should be asserting this ourselves internally you know it doesn't need you know we we can we should be kind of t- telling government no 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 hydrogen isn't the, isn't the answer we're not going to look at that anymore and and within this sort of swing of of guest episodes I did when I was on um, show parental leave, we had episode hundred hundred eighty, which was you know about banning private jets to make the world better. Fundamental bit of climate justice, really key kind of theme, and a very obvious and, and frankly quite easy thing to do because the number of people, real people, voters that you would piss off by doing this is very, very well, it's zero. It's, it's it's materially zero voters that you would piss off by doing this. So then you kind of have to say, well, why is hmm, why is it not happening then? Hmm. Question, question. And then again, as I say, this big swing of, of, of like kind of show parental leave episodes. Leo Murray, a uh, friend of the show uh, and all around good chap. Uh, we had a good episode talking about, you know, again, some of these issues of, well, what, what, who are we impacting? You know, particularly disabled people who have, you know, disabled by the environment around them, by the built environment around them. Well, it's not going to help if we put a load of stupid charges in their way. Uh, as well as you know, eating into the the space that has already been d- d- kind of absolutely um, uh, uh, kind of occupied, uh, attacked, diminished by the motor private motor vehicle already. So yeah, it was about electric vehicle chargers being kept off pavements. Uh, uh, good episode that one. Episode hundred eighty two. They're all good episodes, but you know, some some very good um, uh, some very good uh, cornerstone episodes in this run. There are other things. So we, we kind of then, okay, right, that was some, some, some stuff about climate, but we looked at how to, to kind of harness public transport strengths, you know, to tackle, you know, climate change or or, or inequality, uh, some of these big questions. Oh, you know, fundamentally, public transport is a tool to make people's lives better, to allow us to see friends, enjoy company, culture, um, and, uh, and it, you know, if, if you so fancy, enjoy the commute. Uh, and this, you know, really a major cornerstone episode, uh, very good friend uh, of the show, Dr. Kevin Tennant here. Really, you know, episode 140 was a proper cornerstone episode of Rail Natter. I think fundamental to everything that Rail Natter is about, fundamental to everything I do in my day job. Um, and this slide, I think, within that episode was, was the really good one. It talked about the six elements of public transport that 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 you use independent of mode. So this is not just railways. This is, yes, yes, permanent way. Yes, we talked about the permanence of the permanent way, but how can we tap into some of the benefits of tram and, and railway systems for other systems like you know, primarily buses? Visibility, simplicity, integration, affordability, safety, and ownership. And, and those, those, it's not just explicitly those words, but it's the implication of those. So visibility is about physical infrastructure. And it's not just tracks in the ground, although that's a major benefit, but having step-ups for, for bus stops, having, having uh, build-outs for, for bus stops, having um, 
you know, well-made, you know, kind of stations for buses, bus stops that are more than just a, a La Sombrita, but, but like a, a, a you know, having uh, the equipment that tells you, you know, you know, the customer information service, the, um, the, the brand, you know, all, all that stuff, you know, the visible branding, of course, as well, simplicity, timetabling, you're having an integrated system as well. You know, these, you know, both simplicity and integration are key. So, you know, independent of the mode, you want it to be simple so that people can tap in travel around great it needs to be affordable it needs to be perceived as affordable and again integrated ticketing uh, you know tapping it uh, tapping or contactless is, is a way to to, to to kind of tackle through that people talking about reliability Tommy talked about reliability but reliability really is is integrated into all of these you, you do not have uh, simplicity but you do not have um, the perception you know, reliability is I would say is is an undercurrent to all of these but these six are the key um, reliability is is is, is kind of a, a necessary given. Safety again, safety isn't just explicitly safety, but it's about comfort, the perceived feeling of of, of public transport being a safe way to move around, um, and ownership. You know, the, you know, feeling like we are bought into the system, independent of the material ownership of that that system. Although invariably, uh, devolved direct ownership is the best way to to go. You know, cities should own their own public transport systems but only but it should be independent of whether there is some bizarre in, intermediate kind of private or or, or partnered uh, intermediary you know jvp intermediary the, the owner it should be perceived as owned by the people who use it you know tfl londoners feel like they have ownership over tfl this episode yeah really a, a, a kind of a fantastic one that I, I really refer back to this a lot and i use this slide a lot in, in day job even now um it's just it's just really good stuff and then we you know we had a, a bit of a page turn through um through a report looking at how how modal shift works and and, and understood that side of things and and Episode 151, yeah, that's a good episode to, to go back to. Episode 157, why does the UK find it so hard to integrate public transport modes? Martha, well, Martha's got to be in the chat. Martha uh, joining us for an excellent episode on um, on, on you know, particular UK problems. But but actually, there's, there's, there's some important stuff in there in terms of what transport integration looks like. You know, and, and, and actually, this maps beautifully onto the Permanent to the Permanent Way episode, uh, Kevin's episode. Transport integration, integration of fares, integration of routes, integration of schedules. That's you know, that, that that's it. That's that's transport integration. That, that really neatly is. This is a really nice slide. I was very pleased with this one. Um, uh, this, you know, another another key cornerstone episode about all about what we love and and want to see more of in uh, in rail Atta towers. Uh, kind of fairly rapidly after that episode, which was what was that one fifty seven? In fact, the next the literal next episode was me going off on one about the fact that there is no such thing as the last mile problem. Uh, I, I, I do not like this phrase, the last mile problem. I see it as a lazy way to basically dismiss public transport or to advocate for other nonsense systems. Um, I didn't put a slide, I didn't pick a particular slide from this, but there's, there's overall a general theme that the, that this last mile problem is generally used to to either stop you know, and delay uh, you know, real stuff happening uh, or justify, you know, or justify, you know, the delay of, of real solutions, or to justify stupid solutions or vanity projects. Um, so what else? So it's, some of the things we've done is, is you know, some some good core rail natter fodder, which was um, uh, we shared our thoughts on the shape of the rail network both here and abroad. You know, some good rail network cray and Easter stuff, and of course we couldn't uh, avoid kicking off. This is Rail Natter. This is, you know, we have uh, one of the secondary of the engine theme tunes as the Rail Natter theme tune. Now, uh, I, I, officially, I haven't thieved it. I had the discussion with the person who owned, you know, the uh, Johnny Trunk, uh, and and that's why we use it and are able to use those those tunes. Uh, thanks, thanks, Johnny. Cheers, mate. Um, 
but one of the key one of the cornerstone episodes of the previous hundred was when we um mapped out what the welsh railway network should look like well we then turned this into a reality by looking at a at what the new north south main line for wales would actually look like we had maps the maps weren't quite as good as i liked because i was I ended up with a day job rush to get these pulled together but those maps are there and i will create them in great detail maybe we just review them again in another episode in the future but uh um, was uh, was the name selected for this for this network, um, which is cool. Ended up in the press a bit afterwards, which was good fun. And yes, I will be doing presentations in Wales about this sometime in the in the, this year, which should be fun. Uh, that was episode 116, good fun. That was in Wales, and of course, yeah, we had this map that, that showed us the overall route and and how it stitched together, what it would look like in terms of cost. Um, yeah, the Dragon Line, uh, as showcased back in in uh, in 2021, and then. Um, yeah, uh, lots of good fun stuff going on there. Anyway, so uh, moving on, John Stone joins us again, uh, episode 129, to look at um, the, the, the European Railway Network and some of the problems of the European Railway Network, particularly in terms of high-speed uh, lines. So went through that. Um, we had Simon Simon Kendler joining us. Simon, good good friend of the show as well, uh, joining um, joining us to talk about where the North needs wires and, and, and kind of what Northern electrification should look like and, and some mapping in a rear style that I didn't think was as good as it should be and actually in hindsight I reckon you could do a better job with some of that mapping the colour schemes weren't so clear and it was a bit difficult to read I think they could do better with the actual map but um, the, the, the logic behind it was sound and it was a good episode I enjoyed that so Episode 152, we then looked at a slightly one of one of a few of our alternate history episodes. We kind of looked at what what the post what what the UK's post-war and city rail network should have looked like if we didn't have um, uh, if we didn't have the kind of entrenched pre indeed in some cases pre-grouping attitudes to to the rail network. Uh, we we a better rail network was possible, and we could have seen enhancements kind of along the lines of what Beecham proposed in terms of those those mainline enhancements, the core routes uh, to be enhanced. So. Episode 161, we then looked at High Speed 2, and there is an episode coming up where we look at what the UK's, and, and yes, I mean, in fact, not just the UK, but the overall uh, North Atlantic Archipelago's High Speed Rail Network should look like. Um, uh, more on that later. But yes, episode 161, the five ways that High Speed 2 should have been better. Um, uh, fun episode, that one. Um, then episode 177, on a similar theme, we then looked at any of the uh, Rabbit Ears' new HS2 Eastern Lake options, and if they're any good. Uh, the uh, this is a classic uh, journalistic trick because the answer was uh, no, <laughs> no. Um, a brief interview. We did some. We did a couple of. So you know, we had we had Llanelli uh, uh, We always have a bit of Welsh theme. Not not as much as I'd have liked recently. Actually, there's more to be done. I'm, and I know we didn't start the year with a Welsh episode. I'm so sorry. Uh, but um, Scotrail. We we did some Scotland episodes. In fact, we did just a couple of Scotland episodes. But you know, we had one where we had Professor Ian Doherty joining to talk about the end of Scotrail's private life, talk about the cha- potential challenges that Scotrail would would have faced as a as a state body. But actually, I think you know some of those challenges. You know, Scotrail's nationalisation didn't solve the industrial relation issues. Those still took a long time to resolve. But things are normalising now, and we're seeing positivity. And indeed, that was where I, where I felt that it was valuable to have that chat with Alex Hines. A really, I, I think this is a great episode. It was a chance for us to speak to someone at the top of the industry. That you know, um, which can 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 always be. It's always going to be interesting. I'm always if I can get people at the top end of the industry on here, I, I will do. I, I think it's you know, and and I will do my very best to not make it a you know a slightly embarrassing I I coup a, a, a manager the whole time. I like to think that it was a constructive conversation, um, but that I wasn't too uh, that I wasn't too um, blushed and shy 
I think Alex is a good railway manager, though. Uh, I think it was a good conversation. It was allowed us to look at some of the positive things that are happening in terms of Scotland's railways, although it's not all um, rainbows and sunshine um, north of the border in terms of rail investment, given how much is being still spent on roads. You know, uh, That was episode 176. It was, a, it was a good episode. I enjoyed that very much. But it's not all good news, and indeed that's true in Scotland. You know, We took a detailed look, a very detailed look, at how badly the railway failed at Carmen, but also at a few other places you know, historically too. Um, so you know there were a succession of very we, we because it was a you know, the first fatal derailment in a very long time on the mainline network on the non you know obviously there was there was Sandyland's tram derailment uh, before that but in terms and, and lots of other fatal incidents happened on the rail but this is the first time that a, a mainline train derailed and resulted in a fatality and so we spent a lot of time dwelling on what was a very thorough um, uh, RAIB report and I think rightly so it was a lot of hours but I think that it's I think that it was right that we spent this time, to be honest. There's lots that I learned, lots that, that you know, in, in having to explain and go through some of this. Hopefully there's lots that you learned, lots for us to think about. And, and, and kind of we went through and talked about, you know, it was the three C's, wasn't it? Uh, CDM regulation, uh, crisis management, and, um, and uh, you know, okay, there are contributing factors of crashworthiness very much within that. And climate, actually, so it's four C's. You know, it was uh, CDM, crisis management, um, crashworthiness and uh, and climate change that were causing those issues. So, yeah, we had episode 106, 108, 110, and 113, where we, we kind of went, you know, we, we, an introduction, we looked at CDM regs, uh, we then uh, looked at crisis management within the, within the report, we then looked at some of the other contributing factors, including batteries bursting into flames. Um, and then we talked about, you know, episode 113, we talked about crashworthiness and, 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 and the conclusions, the recommendations of the RAIB report. We, we, we went into great detail on this because... For a variety of reasons, particularly, I know we talked about crashworthiness because I think it's important, and it was a point. It was a thing I'd stuck my neck out, been pilloried for, and was proven right about. Uh, I, I've, you know, there will, there, there could be no more um, explicit terms within an RAIB report about the impact of a, of the, the this train versus a more modern train. Um, you know, when you talk, as 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 many others have pointed out. If the RAIB are saying this would have been less severe had a modern train been used rather than this train and three people were killed in a train that was carrying nine people or was it six people, then they mean those people wouldn't have died. That's what the RAIB said. They said those people wouldn't have died if this had been a modern train. That's that's essentially what the RAIB, you know, that, that for the RAIB to say say what they said, which was pretty strong words for the RAIB, that's basically what they, that is what they mean. Not basically, that is what they meant, you know one or more of the people who died wouldn't have died. And, and that's a red line for me. You know, as a railway, we run a, we run a very, you know, the railway is the safest way to travel in Europe. It's, it's as safe as airlines. You know, it, it's, it's on a par with, with aviation in terms of uh, safety. The reason it's on par with aviation in terms of safety, the reason it's the safest way to travel across land is because we don't sit on our laurels and ignore obvious lessons from the mistakes we've made. We, we change things, we improve safety. We do not run 50-year-old trains. And then, obviously, this is pertinent to recent incidents of, on, on Scotland with the, the, the HST cab being obliterated by a, a third-party fallen tree across the line. Um, an event that's only going to happen more frequently as we go into the future. And talking of HSTs, um, we then looked at, at, at Dalhunie. We left Carmen behind in episode 138. We looked at the, the time that an HST derailed twice uh, within the same few seconds. Um, 
<laughs> at Dalhuni, which was quite an interesting report because it, it went into quite a few very interesting, some, some interesting engineering, technical stuff, but also operational issues. That was an interesting episode. Episode 166, uh, two half forgotten but important railway crashes from the 1980s, one in Scotland and one um, further south. Uh, there's the one um, the one here on the next to A9. That's some interesting, that was an interesting episode. Of course, we looked at Salisbury. Um, uh, very interesting episode there to look, look through what happened at, at Salisbury. That was a pretty recent episode, 192. Um, it wasn't just you know historic rail crashes that we were looking at. We were also looking at some other history to kind of help us inform us what kind of why stuff is the way it is now. Um, uh, uh, Zaidit is asking what the uh, previous crash bef was before Carmen. Well, so, so Sandy Lines happened in London, of course, with the, with the Croydon tram. But, but the, the last mainline fatal derailment was Greyrig uh, in 2007. Um, uh, where there was a single fatality, uh, but the the you know so I used Greyrig as a comparison because the 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 the, the energies and forces involved were pretty similar in those two events, um, uh, and the geometry, the track geometry, speeds, lots lots of lots of you know they're, they're not completely comparable, but there are lots of parallels between the two incidents, and so it's, it's you know except that one was a modern, not even that modern a train, but a relatively modern train versus a very much not modern train, so uh, yeah, well worth having a look through. Um, so what, what history were we looking at? Well, firstly, pertinently, we looked at a history of um, of UK rail strike action and indeed the history of strikes in general. We looked at a history of, of unionisation and strike action, um, which uh, hopefully was quite interesting. So I certainly found it interesting to, to, to kind of research. That was episode 119. Um, we had Alice on. Alice joined us to talk about railway watches. It was a fun episode. I had a lot of fun on this episode. It's always, I mean, it's always a lot of fun with the with the 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 Napathy Extended Universe. Uh, anyone in there? But Alice is particularly pro at podcasting. She is uh, she is very very good at this. Go and listen to Kill James Bond if you don't already. It's very very entertaining. Um, very entertaining series of podcasts that Alice is on. Uh, well, there's a problem podcast, of course. Uh, I wouldn't call it a sister show because that would suggest we have any formal connection. But uh, certainly two 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 shows that pay lots of attention to each other. Um, that was episode 123. Uh, nice numerical uh, number there. Uh, a collection of railway watches and where to find them. Uh, great fun. Uh, what's fun about this is that it led to... Oh, I don't even have it on. I took it off. But uh, I have that watch now. I'm not quite exactly the one on screen, sadly, because uh, it doesn't it seem to exist. But I have a very similar mundane watch uh, that I wear. Uh, it was a Prezi from my uh, wonderful, beautiful and lovely wife. Um, episode 124. So literally the next episode, we had Dominic Hind on talking about railways and modernity in Scandinavia, which was a bit of again a bit of a retrospective historical look at some of the social context um, uh, in there. Well, well, well worth going through. Uh, a lot of fun um, uh, uh, that episode. And then episode 125. So what was that? 123, 124, and 125 in succession of history episodes. We did a bunch of these all close together, didn't we? What if the Intercity 125 had never existed? An alternate history. Very interesting. Uh, we looked at, we thought about Intercity Electric. <laughs> uh, we thought about what the, um, what, what the Class 89 might have looked like if it had been, you know, had been the be-all and end-all uh, kind of electric locomotive running around the network. Um, people are going wild uh, in the chat. What's, what's going on? Katie and Adam, tell tell me what's happening here. Um, uh, we did learn that there was um, uh, a lot of HS, uh, H2, uh, H, HST Intercity 125 stands on Twitter. I'm a big fan of the 125, but, but you know, as a historical vehicle. Anyway, um, episode 130, kind of, so what was that? That was 125. Uh, only five episodes later, we were kind of sticking with a similar theme, really, which is looking at how engineers made the Great Western and Britain's first 125-mile-an-hour railway. Very... Uh, it's fun to dip through this a, a bit of bit of history, but engineering some nice detailed engineering here as well. If you like the detailed fiddly engineering good stuff, uh, dive into that. That's a that's a fun episode, and, and also a thing that I, I quite you know if 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 I uh, oh yeah X two uh, people are getting excited about X two uh, 
trains. Yes, that's right. It's a very fetching Swedish train. Uh, yes, no, sorry. Um, uh, a sub-series that I would like to do at some point in the future, certainly plans to do it as, as part of some of my uh, out-and-about adventures over, over the next, um, you know, you know, 100 episodes, the next 100, up to 300, will be talking about ways that BR was the most, you know, peaked in terms of innovation, that most of the, you know, the substantial number of world-leading innovations came out of BR. Um, and here's, a, here's an example of one which we talked about in that episode, which is a, a, um, a kind of a trap monitoring device that was uh, yeah, about the size of a shoebox or maybe slightly larger. Uh, and you just placed it under a chair and sat it on the carpet and it, and it did its job uh, very neatly. So, uh, yeah, really nice innovation. And then we talked a bit about that in the episode. Episode 136, this was a good, fun episode. We looked at probably, and, and as we found out later, not actually all of Britain's movable railway bridges. Finding all of these was, uh, as any asset information is, uh, it's usefully representative of how hard it is to find anything about. There is no centralised database of anything on Britain's railways, it's certainly not a complete one of anything, although there are people in the chat attempting to fix this. Um, but uh, we were looking at all of Britain's movable railway bridges, uh, or trying to, and uh, we did a reasonable job. I think we, we found 19. Uh, unfortunately, afterwards, uh, f at least four other ones that we hadn't looked at were told to us, um, and I haven't d gone into detail to check whether these met our criteria, but the four that I think probably do, uh, Carmarthen Bascule Bridge, Compass Road Swing Bridge um, in Cardiff, I think that is, uh, Hull King George Docks Swing Bridge, and Preston Docks Swing Bridge. I think all four of these meet the criteria that we uh, had, we set ourselves for, for movable railway bridges, which was um, still extant, still movable, and still with rail on them. I think that was uh, still sort of still in situ. I think that those were the rules. I can't exactly remember. We, in that episode, it's a fun episode anyway. Go back and watch that. Um, we did a we did a, a, a good detailed P-Way episode, episode 145. This is a bit of a half engineering, half history episode, which is a, a mostly British history of concrete sleepers. What was fun about this episode is that we, we had discovered some types of guy. In this case, Thaddeus Hyatt. Uh, is a type of guy. Uh, go back to the episode and, and discover a, a number of different types of guy uh, who had stuff to do with inventing concrete. Uh, that was a fun episode. I enjoyed that. In fact, we looked at the invention of reinforced concrete in the episode, so th th that very much a concrete episode. And then, more depressingly, we looked at uh, the Railways Act 1993 in detail, and we looked at the consequences of that act in detail. We looked at the way it impacted on the railways in, in, the, in, in Britain and, and basically caused more than their fair share of, if not all of, the problems we have today on the railways. You know, we saw the conversion of British Rail uh, into a, a, a wholly atomised mess um, as a result of that act. And, and we looked at why that was a bad idea and some of the consequences of it. Um, episode 160, so it's kind of jumping forwards, we looked at beaching, reshaping, the, the, the reshaping plan. It is behind me, it's up behind me. Um, reshaping at 60 and, and the real legacy I and mean, we looked at a few things that there, you know, one of the things we looked at was before we looked at those numbers one of the things we looked at was the fact that, that closing rural railways was not the worst thing that happened out of this in fact it was a, really not that much of an issue okay the subsequently mismanaged with closing you know losing the, the, the routes the paths the corridors but the, the rights of way but the worst thing Beecham did was basically creating a railway system that overlaid suburban you know, uh, intra-urban and inter-urban services onto the same, often two-track routes. That was the worst thing that Beecham did, not foreseeing the need for massive additional suburban capacity uh, outside of London. So one of the other things within that was the numbers. We were this very interesting comparison of 1961 to, 19, to 2021. 
uh, numbers in terms of income, which uh, back in 1961 was 11 billion and today is 4 billion, uh, or in 2021 was 4 billion. Expenses, which were in 1961, 13 billion and in 2021, 22 billion, resulting in the deficit or or rather the grant from government in 1961, by the way, this is corrected to 2022 prices, in 1961 was 2 billion and in 2021 was 18 billion. So uh, interesting that you know, there, there are other reasons why that's changed so much. It's not just because of all the closures that that's altered, but it's interesting just comparing those numbers and seeing like the fuss that was made in 1961 about a two billion pound deficit compared to the well okay now a reasonable fuss again being made in 2021 this is relevant to some of the discussions we're seeing but um yeah hopefully that was a particularly interesting one the chat has died so i'm going to just very quickly check people say a thing so i can check that you're all still there um uh yeah good There's, no one said anything since graham saying uh ikb uh, so just check that you're all uh alive and well in the chat we're not far off at the end here so uh that was episode we then sorry zach joined us very recently to talk about jersey's tram and railways uh, tramways and railways it was a fun episode it was an illustrated history i enjoyed that very much again we had some good types of guy in there which i enjoyed a lot um uh and then most recently you know episode 197 we had what i enjoyed um, I very much enjoyed pulling this episode together. Hopefully it was a fun one. We covered with good grief all sorts. The tubular tale of Torxy Viaduct. Um, just just, just a, a mission within there. But within that, we, we covered things as wide uh, as, as the Crimean War and uh, a bridge collapsing on a village in Wales. Uh, so it's, it's just a good range of, of of historic stuff going on that we, we kind of entered there. There's some good engineering, as, as ever. It's not These episodes have categorised a bit, but actually there's, there's some detailed fiddly engineering going on in these episodes uh, as well as there certainly was in this one. So that was history, but you know, to, to talk about railway history, you have to go to the National Railway Museum, and it happens to be that I'm in the city where that is. So uh, we dropped in on the National Railway Museum more than once. Uh, we had, a, in episode 154, we had what I hope will not be the last of a fantastic chat with Bob Gwynn. Um, Bob Gwynn, um, who is now retired, I believe, from uh, the, the National Railway Museum as, well, as one of their lead creators. Um, uh, Bob, uh, we had a great chat, and I look forward to having another chat with Bob, uh, possibly uh, somewhere similar in the museum, uh, if, if they'll let him in, if, if they haven't uh, put a restraining tag on him, because he, cause he uh, might come in and try and theft things like that. Tim Dunn does as well, uh, talking of which... Uh, check out an episode in a minute so that was uh, that was bob we had a great chat we talked about all sorts of history i, I enjoyed that one very much episode 156 we chatted to the, the the brilliant charlotte kingston to talk about what the hell is happening at the national museum because lots of stuff is happening it's the museum is well they've opened a new gallery which is which is good but there's lots of other stuff that's a bit rubbish at the museum because the, the half of it's closed but there's a reason for that it's because they're doing lots of really good stuff and i'm looking forward to coming to a conclusion in the not too distant future uh, episode 171 we dithered about in the museum to talk about um, the fact that it was the 120th birthday of the windscreen wiper. I remember very early on in my rail natter um, sort of uh, organizing spreadsheet that if you're a patron uh, subscriber, by the way, you can go into, there is a link for you to go into and view that to sort of see what upcoming future episodes there are. You can get involved in that. Um, I remember very early on go, scrolling forward to episode 171 and writing windscreen wipers on, episode, uh, on that episode. Uh, and we got to it and I did it. Uh, we had a nice chat about windscreen wipers. I, I, off the top of my dome, had to come up with, uh, remember all the history of that, and then I retrofitted a lot of post recordings. That was a fun episode, anyway. Uh, go back to that one. And then possibly one of the most fun episodes of the whole of this century, uh, this second century of episodes, was episode 184, where Tim and I 
created some, some, some reasonably severe chaos uh, running around uh, inside the new um, the, the new Wonder Lab gallery. We caused quite a bit of chaos, in fact, uh, and uh, I, I did a lot of laughing. I did a lot of laughing in the edit as well. This is a fun episode. Uh, in fact, it was a very hopefully a fun episode to watch because there are there are a lot of edits. This was a very heavily edited episode to make sure that it achieved maximum entertainment value for for the fun that we'd been creating and causing. Um, uh, by the way, if Tim is here, by the way, Tim Tim did say he'd drop in. Hello, Tim. If, if you're here, uh, lots of love. Um, and we stayed in the museum, or rather we returned to the museum. I didn't stay in the museum, that would have been a bit creepy. We returned to the museum. Chris invited us back to look through some wonderful documents, uh, not just the, the Selby diversions, uh, uh, kind of a, some of its original tender designs, but some of the original design, kind of drawings of the Great Central Mainline, the London extension of the, of the what was it, Sheffield, Lincoln, Manchester, Lincolnshire, Sheffield, you know you know the one I mean, before it was called the GCR. Um, 40 years since the UK built its first high-speed line. Of course, the Selby Diversion. Uh, it was a good episode, 191. So then we, 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 you know, history, museum, everything we've learned, we put into, and, and, and hence why I'm wearing this, this hoodie, we put that into practice to develop one of the great tools of rail matter legend, where we learned how to categorise urban transport systems properly. We learned how to do it properly by... Uh, well, first of all, we had kind of leading up to this, we had a bit of a discussion about the fact that Crossrail isn't a tube line. Um, we had a discussion about the fact that tube map is retiring. We had a discussion about the fact that Crossrail should be called Thameslink 2. We discussed other London woes. And kind of off the back of that, um, oh, also, we we discovered that Rylan, who has now done television and podcasts about this, but at the time, uh, somewhat closeted. Uh, obviously, the biggest thing Rylan was closeted about. Uh, actually, I don't, I don't know if Rylan was ever closeted. I hope not. Uh, just loads of love to Rylan, by the way, because he's a massive train geek and, and now self-confessed. Beautiful thing. Um, it reminds me of Tim, the piece Tim wrote in Attitude magazine when uh, Tim was like, he used to he used to hide uh, his railway magazines inside Attitude magazine. <laughs> the things that he was... Uh, the things that he was... Um, uh, less willing to share with society it was uh, yeah so uh, a beautiful thing uh, and indeed Ryland is a beautiful thing for being a, a, a self-confessed train geek so lots of love to Ryland episode 117 this is where it happened everyone we introduced it it's the rail natter not a metro sorter we did it new 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 and uh, and we used the damn thing quite regularly uh, and indeed we did in episode 149 uh, where we pointed out the light rail simply does not exist um, incidentally, in this episode, something quite important came in. I pulled in some 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 sort of uh, related to this was you know how you come up with what what a good transport system should look like. And number one, particularly urban transport system, number one is you determine the outcomes. What do you want to achieve? Number two is you map the receptors. Number three, you establish the corridors. Number four, you calculate the capacity. Number five, you then last of all appraise the technologies. And this is kind of what the not a metro sort is about. It's a bit of fun to point out that we don't that that, that you should be applying the technology once you've developed the. The, the need and understood the need. Yes, this is only this century that we come up with an automatic sorter, I know. And then we kept at it. Episode 162, we were using uh, weird transport systems to attempt to break it, and we did not break it. It survived. I do genuinely believe that it survived. Um, what else? There's some other engineering topics we, we kind of chewed through as well. There's some other things that we wanted to, to kind of understand, learn, play with. Um, I'm just going to do a quick... Uh, shout out to someone on here. Da, 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 da. Let's just check a, a few things. Uh, right, lovely. 
Yeah, so engineering topics. We've already covered a lot of detailed engineering topics, often through history or others, but there are a few pretty detailed, fiddly engineering topics we went through. One of them, of course, was, was episode 135, looking at what happened when cracks grounded the, 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 the Hitachi UK train fleet, particularly its intercity fleet. Um, it's, uh, oh, hello, Gareth. Uh, Gareth has joined us. Uh, hello. Uh, anyway, many, many Gareth in the chat. Love to see you all. Uh, so that was, that was episode 135. 164 was good fun. Uh, should you go fast or slow over a collapsed railway bridge? The big questions. I was. I had a lot of fun. Oh, by the way, I've yet to. No one has created a beam ng test. I want to see what happens when you go fast or slow over a collapsed railway bridge. Come on, get the beam ng uh, model running. Let's 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 cause some chaos. Um, talking of chaos, a very a fun but also serious episode. Episode 165. What really happened when the Tesco tunnel collapsed? Good episode that one. Uh, we discovered that the HSE is um, a problem. It is a problem. I'm not saying that we have to get rid of it, but we, ha we have to talk about the fact that it is a problem. And that episode, I think, really showed why it's a problem. And I fear that when we start looking at Labrick Grove and other episodes uh, that look at how the HSE fitted into the early privatised railway, we'll discover how much of a problem the HSE was. We looked at how, um, you know, why, why crossing noses crack. Uh, also, what is one of those in episode 167? Um, you know, we had a load of pictures of... Uh, failed filleted cast crossings and um well worth going to the most recent well there's your problem podcast to understand uh some of why those you know understand what a stress concentration is in that episode uh fun crossover uh pun entirely intended we also had some other fun because we have to scatter in some general fun we talk about uh, well there's your problem but of course we had justin on to talk about the ways that the US railroads can be bad as a bit of a response to his previous episode saying they were good. Well, Justin joined us to talk about precision scheduled railroading and other things that they're actually bad about US railroads. Uh, good episode. I mean, obviously, it's a fantastic episode. Roz is a uh, friend of the show, friend and uh, and kind of podcasting legend. Uh, we had uh, we had a uh, YRP episode. We had our, our skills gap episode. What skills gap? Uh, we will have continue to have these. Um, the next one might be a live show, folks. Ooh. Um, episode 146, Emily Joy. Of course, Emily joined us. And we didn't have one of these this year, even though I hoped to. And that was because I'm disorganized. Not because Emily, not for lack of Emily's trying. Emily desperately prompting, going, Do you want to, you want to do this? Because if you are, you, you should kind of organize it. And me going, I'm so tired. I've been bouncing a baby for three hours solid. Um, that was episode 146. A nice, festive, fun episode. Although uh, more guest uh, oddities required for the next one, I believe. So, oh, Luke Agbiamini joined us. I love these episodes. It was the second of our episodes with Luke. Um, it was Perfection and Imperfection on the Underground, episode 155. His Luke's book is still behind me. There it is. Um, joyous. In fact, I can do oh, it. Watch this. Watch this. Let's go for uh, let's let's go for desk cam. His desk cam. There, there it is. Uh, there it is. There's Luke's book. Miles is down here. Uh, there's some other books down here. And there's, uh, there's Miles. Hey, Miles. How you doing? Nice to see, nice to see Miles getting getting on in life, um, having fun. Um, anyway, right, it's, 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 <laughs> there's there's uh, there's a little view of Miles while I press small face again. Um, so <laughs> actually, I need to just yeah, that's fine. So episode one hundred fifty five, uh, episode one hundred seventy four. Emily joined us for the episode that we were Emily and I were going to do as the first episode between Emily and I. This episode was wonderful. It was, a, it was a, a hopeful but cautionary tale, I believe. How to make railway fandom a bit more inclusive. 
wonderful episode. Emily is just a delight. Uh, I strongly recommend every, everyone goes and subscribes to everything Emily is involved with uh, immediately, if you don't already. Uh, kind of uh, soon after that, a few episodes after that, we had uh, How Do You Build a Modern Train Simulator Game with uh, Matt Peddleston and, uh, and Joseph Rogers. A, a really interesting episode. For those of you who are interested about how you build train sims, well, this episode tells you. Um, very good fun. Uh, episode 186, Leo Scott Smith joined us uh, at a the boss of and, and an entrepreneur creator of a tech company, which you, you might think is a thing to be wary of, but actually this is an example of a piece of very useful tech to my mind, uh, something that actually is improving and, and can improve and should improve safety. It's being rolled out. Uh, so yeah, putting geofencing to good use to improve track safety. It's an interesting episode. We talked about geofencing as a useful technology and um, uh, and, and kind of uh, Leo introduces the tech and, and, and what the plans were for, for its continued rollout. Uh, Michael C is asking if I've seen Eleanor, uh, Eleanor's new mascot. Uh, it's going to be in the next uh, episode, I think we'll talk about Eleanor. Um, I have seen Eleanor. I'll save my thoughts. And then more recently, episode 195, we had fun talking about drawing transit maps. And uh, by the way, for this, this episode where we do transit maps in PowerPoint, um, you don't have to draw them to look exactly like the ones I did in PowerPoint. I just drew them kind of like that as an example. But there are all sorts of different ways you can draw them. I was just kind of showing you some of those tools. But uh, yeah, we can definitely do another one of those. If there's, if, if people are keen, happy to do a, a, a version two of this. You know, people, Chuck your suggestions for, can you draw a map of this? And I'll uh, find ones that you can fit within an hour. That was episode 195, very recent. Of course, there are other things we did, like going on adventures. What adventures, um, what adventures have we been on? Uh, before we answer that question, Daniel Smith, has Gary Keener been a guest on the show yet? Gary Keener was a guest at least twice in the first century and hasn't joined us in this century. Not for any particular reasons, just uh, we, I think Gary's been busy and, and Oli is a depressing nightmare of, uh, of a political landscape at the moment. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, we went on adventures. Uh, in episode 120, we went to Rail Live. Uh, I missed 2023, the first Rail Live I've missed. I hopefully won't miss this year's, although I don't know if I'll actually do an episode from this year's uh, show, but um, if I did, I'll do it just interviews. I'll just find a couple of people and do a long, deep dive chat with people. That's Rail Live 2022, uh, if, if Barrel will have me. Uh, episode 121, uh, off the back of that the episode afterwards, we talked about VLR. What is it? Is it any good? Um, we visited the, the the kind of the test track and, and, and spoke about both systems. Um, episode 128, Simon took us on a merry tour of, of Anglia. Uh, we, uh, to answer the question, have Stadler really built Britain's best train fleet? The answer being, yeah, they have. <laughs> it's brilliant. Uh, all long distance trains should have this to beat let's put it that way episode 128 that was a, a, a fun episode with again these adventure episodes are fun because i have to edit them and therefore there are lots of edit gags which i do admittedly enjoy doing um episode 137 taking the train from york to mansfield this is a random episode i took the train from york to mansfield and then drove back because i was picking up the panda from a you know car dealership in mansfield and mansfield is pretty difficult to get to so it was like how do i get the train there reasonably quickly i gave us some things to talk about uh, and an episode to put together um and some fun little gags i hope anyway i enjoyed a little adventure and i intend to do more of these hopefully some more collaborations with some of our other content creators out there i'd love to do some day trips with some 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 creators out there take a train journey with with some some of the railway folk out there that should be fun uh, the paul whitehouse is the g loves trains the you know get me and jeff on a train you know some of some of the you know, uh who else can we get out on trains uh, someone mentioned one of the map men earlier 
uh, yeah, let's let's do some of that stuff. Let's uh, pester them, um, and we'll chat. Talking of collaborations, Jeff was definitely in this one. Episode 153 was a high speed two visit episode of which I intend to do more. Uh, look at me with a beard. That was a while ago. Uh, taking a look inside a tunnel boring machine. This was. Seriously epic. Oh, it's very, very cool. I had a lot of fun on this one. Um, and I'd highly recommend you go back and, and relive it uh, if you didn't watch it or if you it's been a while since you watched it. Um, and then the epic journey, the last epic journey, which I hope you enjoyed. And I'm, I, I, it was a nice reminisce putting it together. Let's put it that way. Episode 179, the Belgrade Bar Railway. Uh, parts one, two, and three. Belgrade to Ujitsa, Ujitsa to Kolshin, and Kolshin to Bar. Um, I had uh, I had a tremendous uh, time putting these together. Sadly, the last episode, YouTube just chewed it up, and I uploaded it twice afterwards as a as a private video to see if it improved the quality to to fix the issues, and it did not. Um, I don't know why the video it's very it's not rendered in any way different to any other video, but just didn't like it. I don't know why YouTube. So it's a bit jittery. The sound is fine, but the, the video is a bit jittery, which is really sad because it ruined some of my edit, edit gags. Anyway, f- screw you, YouTube. I'm still proud of it. Episode 183, Belgrade Bar Railway, call it Bar. Yeah, three-parter. Good adventure, that one. Um, I certainly enjoyed it. It was nice reminiscing. Um, oh, definitely want to do a collab with Jen on the Move. Uh, very much friend of the show. Um, through it all, through all this stuff, we had to troll through the usual tech nonsense. Uh, which generally just provided us entertainment, to be honest. Um, you know, the the classic, which is, you know, why driverless tube trains will never work. That was episode 104. And what was interesting in this one is that it gave me an excuse to just um, go to hell with um, hidden information and just go through the network business case from August 2020, where TFL looked at what driverless trains would achieve and the fact that it would not bring any value for money. So if you were going to do it, you'd have to do it because there was ideological reason not because it was going to be a cost-saving measure, despite the fact that it was being claimed as a cost-saving measure by the then Secretary of State of Transport, Grant Shafts. Remember him? Oh, Alexandra joined us for episode 118, and we looked at goofy American gadget bands from the 1970s, and what a delight it was, because some of them were stupid. In fact, all of them were stupid, but some of them were gorgeous. And the ones in this picture are particularly nice-looking, even though if they are, you know, vi- let's, let's just say retro-looking and, and visually appealing, if, even if they were complete gibbering nonsense. Great fun uh, episode, that. And Alexandra's uh, a, a well-informed delight to have on the show. And uh, episode 132, talking about Grant Shapps, our very special, dear special boy, um, we talked about, episode 122, we talked about his uh, his terrible signaling tweet. It's a fairly news-heavy episode, but we, we did, it was, a, it was a focused episode, not a news episode. We talked about his terrible signaling tweet. We also did the VLR Q&A. But it gives us a chance to look at some of the history, in fact, of uh, of signaling. It, it kind of busted that myth, that annoying myth that I hear a lot that doesn't, that, that I have to say bothers me a bit, which is, you know, the uh, Victorian railway. You know, we have Victorian this, Victorian that, Victorian signaling. It's like, particularly in terms of signaling, it's gibberish. We have some of the world's most impressive, and, and indeed we had, had and uh, in some cases still marginally have, world-beating signaling systems on our railway. And that, and that history was particularly interesting to, to kind of pick through briefly in, in undermining Shaps's gibbering nonsense. Um, and then, of course, most recently, the last episode of all in our century, episode 199, Hyperloop 1 is gone, but when will this nonsense die? And I'm not going to go through that because that was last week, so you should all remember it. And if you don't, go back and watch it because we talked about every single company and uh, why it's lying to us um, and uh, and what they've built and how much money they've grifted uh, out of uh, otherwise sensible, rational actors. So there we go. 
all the episodes there, and I look, my face is in the way of them, so I'm just going to go no Facebook. Look at all these, 100 episodes um, uh, with a, a bar of slightly different branding episodes at the bottom there for fun. A couple that we've got, a red episode, a white episode, a purple episode, no green episodes. We haven't done a green episode. We need to do another green episode where we go uh, a, an hour in length rail journey. We need to do more of those, but you know, being a dad means I have to be at home more, hence lo- le- more docile episodes. Uh, like I need to get more uh, guests booked in. We've, we've had a, a, a lack of guests of late, and I do apologize for that. A decent number of guests, though, I think, overall. Um, so... <sighs> things to say firstly competition time i said there'd be some uh, fun uh competition time kind of off the back of that but it's you know widened out not just the last hundred episodes but actually all of the episodes there is a competition uh, will i do an episode on our entity 250 yeah i think i probably will for the 250th episode and i probably will do one on the on, on the 225 sets on episode 225 competition time because uh, for a chance to win one of 10 random railway items from the big sack under my desk, and this is where um, desk cam is going to come in. So here, here's desk, it's, it's, it's me, it's desk cam guy. Hello, hello everyone. Hi, hi, it's me, uh, your host. Um, there's, the, there's the slider. Um, uh, you, um, and, and you too. Uh, I don't know who I'm swearing at, but I'm swearing at someone. There's the screens, there's, there's you lot, you're all there. Uh, there's OBS, and there's the screen that tells me everything that's going on, uh, and a load of rubbish behind. We're going to go down here, because under this desk is some wires and some dryers. But this thing, what's this thing with the hole in it that's so stuff's leaking out of it? Well, what what is in there? What is it? Oh, ooh, ooh. In there is... Oh, literally strangling myself with my own... Uh, you're seeing up my nostrils. Let's go back to normal big face. There we are. That's better. Um, uh, so... In that sack is from a uh, a while back. I did a sort through of a load of stuff um, because in this sack is all sorts of bits and pieces, including uh, a a a, a, um, a Vienna advent calendar. Uh, I'm afraid all the chocolates have been eaten. Move the mic over here so you can hear me better. We have. A, uh, a ticket to the railway ball. There's, there's all sorts of random stuff in here. We have. Uh... Oh, yeah, very nice. We have um, a 2022 and 2023 campaign for Borders Rail calendar. Yeah, these things. I don't know why I'm not showing you them. Uh... Uh, oh yes, these. these uh, I think part, this one's new and unused. We have a a Derby remodeling water bottle uh, here. It's just a box. It's a bag of of treats. And in this bag of treats, oh, the, the bag just burst worse. Let's not worry about that. I've just ordered some he- a Hessian sack to bring, bring you back here. I've just ordered a Hessian sack so that I can um, uh, put them into a humorous sack for when I extract them at random, because. There are multiple strange gifts in there. Some of them, there's some valuable ones in there as well. I know some of those were a bit rubbish. But in fact, let's, should I dig my hand in once more? Let me dig my hand in uh, once more. So here we go. Right, what's in here then? There's firstly a uh, tote bag from Bentley. Uh, thanks, Bentley. 
strange. We have a, a Dura Composites plastic cup. Uh, we have, um, what is this? A, a, an Azuma VIP uh, launch ticket there. Uh, these are the sorts of things that some of you might be very interested in having. We have a a, um, a Shwehag hat from Rail Live there. Um, so you might think this is just junk and crap, but uh, some of you might think it's brilliant. Uh, some of it's quite historic. Some of it's quite naff, like this uh, Aquarius water bottle from the, 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 the late 1980s. Uh, it's not actually from the late 1980s, but the, the bottle is. There's this, this, some, some interesting... There's this a few of these, Rail Future. Uh, these ones are always interesting. Derby Darby resignaling ticket holder, and an old National Rail one. Yeah, so there's this crap that's in here. Oh, some some more interesting things here uh, are the uh, the guest lists to the, some previous National Rail awards. That, 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 that. So I'm gonna I will dig into these. Oh, and also, what's what else is here? Um, there's a TSSA diary. That's not hugely exciting, but we also have um, what's this? An X Rail book. It's very nice. There's, there's some there's some there's some nice stuff in here. There's there's a an LNER branded and a Bentley branded um a book. There's some books. There's some there's some valuable and interesting stuff in here. And and what oh also look look at this. There's a leather LNER ticket holder. That that's quite nice, isn't it? All this stuff. I'm not gonna give it all away at once. But I will pile in there. I'll pulse, I'll pick out some a, a general pile of good things. Um we'll wrestle around in here. Oh dear. Anyway, that pile down there that we're going to... Oh, I forgot my Jura Composites mug. If you want me to sign it when I send it to you, that's the thing we can discuss. But in order to win this, you must... Oh, it, oh, yeah. For a chance to win one of the ten random railway items from the big sack under my desk, you must... Very simple. Send me your favourite moment from the last 200 episodes. Um, any, you know, that's it. Just send me your favourite moment from the last 200 episodes. Uh, send it to railnatter at garethdennis.co.uk. It's as simple as that. Um, I will print off on a sheet of paper uh, and cut up the suggestions. I'll put them in a little sack. Your name will be on those suggestions. I will reach in and pull, in episode, pull at random 10 of those suggestions. And then I will pull at random some gifts out of... Well, in fact, no, I'll, I'll have the... I'll I'll not pull the gifts out at random. I'll I'll list the gifts in order. So there'll be ten things in in order, increasing order of, of perceived value, and interest. Um, uh, I will pin, then pull uh, the, the those your favourite moments out of said Hessian sack, um, and you will get the thing. And then I will email you saying you've won the thing. Would you like me to sign it? Would you like me to write a message on it? Or do you want it to be immaculate and clean so that you can add it to a collection or or do something strange with it? Whatever nefarious purposes you might have you know whether you want to break into a secure site pretending you're someone else you know all those sorts of good things uh, in minecraft of course and um, those sorts of fun things you can do uh, and that's that's a competition so uh, get involved oh that should be fun a bit of fun there's uh, there's some some general other uh, chat in here um which is uh katie asking if there'll be another live meet um uh, important parental responsibilities notwithstanding absolutely this year i would like very much like there to be a live meet uh, and it might be the yrp episode but certainly another episode i'd like there to be a live episode because i had such fun on the first one and uh, i reckon with the numbers that how quickly the numbers filled up last time i reckon we can fill a, a decent venue to be honest so i reckon it'll happen anyway also Look out for a chance to vote in the Rail Natter Awards because um, in 
however many episodes, uh, I think it's episode two twenty something. Um, the, the, you'll they'll they'll be the, the real natural awards where you will be able to win. Well, not you, but episodes and therefore guests will be able to win the coveted da, 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 golden pandrel clip. There it is. Guests will be able to win the coveted golden pandrel clip. Um, uh, for uh, for guest episodes, for this, for that. Oh, good point. Uh, did, did, someone's asked about the closing date for the for the for this the competition. Closing date for the competition. I knew there was something I needed to say. Small face. Closing date for the competition. Uh, two weeks. So not next week's episode. The week after's episode will be when I do the prize draw. So you got two weeks. So get your favorite, get your favorite uh, moments in, um, and they will be put in a sack. Um, email me them email me them so email me them and just put the subject the subject uh, uh should be uh f- i mean i don't care i'll just go through it. I, I i i presume i won't get more than 100 uh entries so it, i'm sure i'll be able to just work out what your email is but just email me railnatter at garthenstock.uk um to send me your favorite moment and uh, uh, do that by the end of the day before the or sort of by uh, the end of the day before the next episodes, which is the date will be da, 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 by the end of the 23rd. So by the end, by midnight on the 23rd of January 2024, you need to have sent me your favorite moment. Um, you can only send one um, uh, favorite moment. Don't send multiple emails thinking you'll end up with multiple slips in the bag. Don't pretend to be multiple people. All that good stuff. Be, be nice. Play nice. Um, but I will I will post you a thing. Uh, I will wrap a thing i will post you a thing um uh and it uh yeah it will uh it, it will be uh it should be good fun yeah the email on screen uh yes not uh not discord no no no. don't do it discord because i'll lose it email it because then i have them all in one place railnatter at garthennis.co.uk so i'm gonna put the golden pandrel clip uh behind me where it should be arranged appropriately hopefully not banging enough that i wake my uh, darling wee one up let me press this button and continue so uh look out for that chance to vote in the rail natural awards coming up also uh yeah, i'm expecting ideal uk high-speed map is the rail natural equivalent of uh, wtyp's episode on chernobyl well indeed we have to it's, it's episode 200 here is episode 200 hooray 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 um all it remains is for us to do a little bit of celebration. Let's 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 wait a minute. Let's um, place this here. In fact, because, no, you know what? Let's press this button. We're going to we're going to desk count again because I have here. Um, actually, let's get this thing down here. Let's do this. We have got a plate. Uh, we have got a bag of uh, cakes. Uh, indeed, uh, Lancashire. I, I live in York, but we've got some Lancashire Eccles cakes because you know. You have to have cake to celebrate um, events like this. So there's an Eccles cake. There's a candle. Uh, let's celebrate the true way we can, which is by having a cake with a candle in it. That's how you celebrate. That's how you celebrate big uh, big events, isn't it? Here we go. Uh, nearly so far to the table. There we are. Nice, uh, nice, nice bit of um, nice bit of candle. There we are. Uh, all it remains to be is uh, there you are. look at this happy happy birthday <laughs> happy, uh, happy happy uh, happy 200 anniversary uh, 
real matter. This is, this is a cake for all of you. I'm so I'm so I'm so pleased. Two hundred episodes, isn't that remarkable? Hooray! Yeah, I'd have had some music now, but I forgot to put that in the episode because uh, I have so little. It's been a busy week. I've been checking documents for TRU, and I'm uh, I'm very tired. I was checking until two a.m. the last two nights because poor little one has also been very sick. Uh, right here's here we are. Happy 200, everyone. And this goes to all of you as well. Thanks so much for watching, for listening, uh, for being a guest, whatever you've, uh, however you've been involved. Uh, I love you all. Hey, there we go. There's some smoke setting off the fire alarm and, and, and causing the whole episode to collapse in on itself. <laughs> oh, my goodness me. Um, oh, dear. As ever, to, to you listening um uh in in podcast land drop your reviews drop your little spotify comments there's been some nice like little spotify q a answers that people have sent back which is very nice Thank, thanks for you you've sent some lovely i'll, I'll tweet them out because they're really nice um but thanks to everyone listening uh, i don't know how this worked in audio only format i don't know how well you could hear the uh the um uh the, the striking of a of a of a brian may uh, Brian and May, sorry, I don't know what b b matches are. It's not the brand that I normally go for anyway, but the, the, the ones, the, the extra long matches. I digress. What, what am I waffling on about? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. the usual uh, plugs. Patreon.com/slash/GarethDennis. Um, shout out to all the Patreon people. Your names come up in the credits, and I, I update it as as frequently as I can if I'm not being rushed to pull an episode together. Um, but shout out to all of you. You're all wonderful. The support you give makes allows this to happen i just couldn't could quite put simply i could not justify the time that i put into real natter without you it just wouldn't happen i have a nine to five job and uh a family um i make that sound as if i look after uh dean as well no, no dean has a full-time job also we both have a full-time job but these days both full-time job earners have to work like that to sustain a family because britain expensive etc um so the, the the patreon people you allow this to happen um and i and i love you all very much and, and i will do my best to share more fun nonsense with you as, as going forward and 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 i i there will be additional competition availability it not that, that competition that i've just shared is for everyone but there will be a separate competition for the patreon people uh, so uh, watch this space paypal.me slash gareth for loose change and abuse um i don't use that that often but uh, people who send me stuff that way thank you very much indeed it's lovely of you uh gareth dennis.uk gareth dennis.uk slash merch for the merch uh still a first edition merch I, I need to go back and update it but it requires me to have a, a few hours to sit on a computer and do that which i don't have um at the moment i will update it but it still says the right word on it so that's fine uh, gareth dennis.uk slash discord for the discord server to continue the chat on and on and on marvelous as it is there's so much that goes on in that server i don't i i, I drop in every now and then always feel free to at me uh I, I may miss your message if the messages are flying so quickly that i go in and, and discord has lost a message for me i may lose it but just at me again it's fine um next week is episode 201 201 kilometers an hour um getting ready for the all ireland rail review so the the, the full all Ireland rail review has not been published yet but it uh the consultation document was and we're going to look through that and we might might use a bit of a um we might use a bit of uh the rail natter patented uh methodology to have a look at what the rail network ought to look like certainly at a at a, at a kind of major town connectivity level um what that rail network might look like uh, and, and kind of look at some of the data in the consultation report well, that should be a fun episode next week uh, i'm looking forward to it um all ireland rail review uh 2024 is the year of all of ireland <laughs> as you all know um and that is that should be some uh, some good fun for us to, to to look into i'm looking very much forward to it 
Um, the room now smells of, um, of of match smoke, which is which is quite pleasant actually. Oh, I, I realised that was a fairly low key event, uh, and uh, it's only just me in a room talking to a hundred people um, sharing this experience with. But honestly, it's been it's been lovely to have you along. I've had such fun. Um, hopefully that was interesting. Hopefully that was useful. I, I know I, I don't want to just go through each episode pointlessly. Hopefully that actually had some functionality of going of signposting different episodes for different themes. I hope that had actually was a useful episode, even though it's now an hour and a half long. Right, time to wrap up, everyone, isn't it? Keep nattering. <laughs> I'll see you next week. Cheerio! Cheerio! mean it's time for you got me out of thing it's time for real matter real matter real matter special edition Ooh. Uh, real special edition because it's a new Gareth Ellis new Gareth Ellis to my show real matter log on real matter it matters it's about trains. Log on. And what fresh hell have we got this week?